siblings siblings are you trying to say siblings is that what you're trying to say no i'm saying siblings i heard syphilis 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 yeah, yeah this siblings. is all staying in Welcome to another episode of Two Shot Tuesday. Listeners, you have been so good about trudging through the last five ape films, so we're going to do something a little different today. There was some trudging. I enjoyed them, but what my point was, yeah. we are going to be reviewing two modern films that were okay. shot within the last, you know, couple of years, and who better to do that with than our friend and yours, Rob Peets, the movie guy, is back to discuss X and its sequel, Pearl. Welcome back, Robbie. Well, thank you. And yes, that was a trudge. Yeah, we knew we should have known from Leprechaun, but I don't want to rehash all that. Let's let's go right into this because I was at the briefing meeting. I knew yep. the assignment and I came prepared. Did we all come prepared, gentlemen? Absolutely. Great. Well, yeah, 100, 135%. Maybe we should start with X. Uh, Rob, you're the one who initially, I think, mentioned this movie to me as something that was must-seen. Jay, your brother was the one who kind of let you in on it. At the same um, time, yeah. Yeah, it was very kind of interesting timing. Let's start with X. Uh, I mean, it's what you call a good, dirty movie. Just like they said in the, in the actual movie, they were out to make a good, dirty movie, and that's exactly what they did. Yeah, I mean, the you know the synopsis, I'll, I'll just read the synopsis here. Uh, it's uh, a group of actors set out to make an adult film in rural Texas under the noses of their reclusive hosts. Uh, but when the elderly couple catches their young guests in the act, quote unquote, the cast finds themselves in a desperate fight for their lives. I watched it earlier in the year and I, I just found it just a really nice tribute to classic 70s horror movies and then other horror movies, other types of horror movies. Like it's got a very Texas Chainsaw vibe to it. And it looks like it was filmed in the 70s. It's, it's done to look that way. But it also has bits of Psycho in it. It's got that sort of the elder getting back at the youth and the youth getting, uh, you know, attacking the old. And it's just got a bunch of cool things going on in it that I really enjoyed. And the acting was top-notch, like across the board. That's the other thing. Sometimes horror movies are uneven. There's usually maybe one good performance out of the whole thing, especially if we're talking like a classic slasher or an ode to a slasher movie like this one is. But this one is like across the board. Everyone who's in this thing is great. Uh, but the standout is that Mia Roth. Is it Ma Goth. Roth? Goth. Mia Goth. Yeah. She is outstanding, and she's also in Pearl. Yeah, Jay, is. what are your thoughts? I really enjoyed the movie X. That's what it was to me. It was a tribute to slasher movies from the 70s and with a little something extra. I mean, the, some of those shots, you know, the alligator following her in the water. And there was, you know, this kind of artsy film in there somewhere. And it really, you know, it exploded much more in Pearl, um, where you get to really cut loose on some of that. But staking with X, we'll talk about the casting in a little bit. But it became it was very clear to me off the top that these old people were not as old as they were being portrayed. But I, of course, couldn't figure out why um, they cast younger for these parts, especially as it went uh, as it went on. And we got to see especially the old lady. I was like, I know she's not an old lady, but I don't know why they've <laughs> got a young person playing an old lady other than I knew there was a sequel that existed. And I assumed it was going to be a, a prequel before I knew the details of it. But I didn't, you know, all of those know all of those details. You know, the, the stylistic stuff you're talking about, if you watch the beginning again, it starts out, you're looking through, you're looking out through a barn into the, into the yard where you can see the house. And that is, I think, almost exactly perspective wise for four to three. So it looks like you're looking at an old movie and the doors open to give you widescreen and you realize right away, that's the opening shot. 
you realize right away, okay, this movie is playing with cinema history and it playing with itself. And it's kind of like, it's having fun. Right. Right. I just instantly saw that and was like, okay, I think I might like what they're doing here, you know? Yeah. And that again, continues in Pearl in its own kind of special way. I should, we should probably say that there will be spoilers here because, you know, there, there is some, you know, the discussion of the, of the, the old couple and maybe are they actually all that old and all that stuff. There, there's a, a pretty crazy kind of realization that I had close to the end of the movie, maybe three quarters of the way through the movie when, when per, uh, the old lady Pearl is talking quite a bit more than she was early on. You're actually seeing her and you're, she's interacting with people a little more, uh, quote unquote, interacting with them. And let's just say this overtly, listeners, there are going to be spoilers now. We Why don't you go check out these movies if you'd like, or you can, uh, and then join us back here, because we're going to spoil the hell out of this in Pearl. We have to. So, yeah. Rob, please continue. What What did you notice when you heard that talking? I just noticed that the voice of the character was reminiscent of Mia Goth's voice as the younger character, the, the young uh, aspiring porno actress who wants to be a star, who thinks she has the X factor. And I started thinking like, I think that that's her. I think she's playing both characters, which is kind of crazy. And is there something more to that that I, I'm not really like, should I be thinking about that deeper? You know, and of course, I didn't know that there was going to be Pearl. I, I didn't realize that they were working on a prequel at the same time mm-hmm. that they were making this movie. So I just thought, well, that's just an interesting choice. That's just an interesting choice to have her play both the young aspiring actress girl and the old washed up i want to be young again character that's yeah. like just you know 80 years old and has lost everything doesn't have anything anymore and is longing for the day that when she had soft skin and it just it's it's just such a creepy thing but um, and a bit of a sex addict she's a bit of a sex yeah. addict that her husband yeah, she's enables in- for her yeah she's definitely in need of human contact yeah. the scene where she slides into bed with mia was uh, one of the creepiest things I think I've seen in a long time. And then add to that, when she finally does convince her husband who has heart trouble to go through and actually have sex with this woman while our main character is hiding under the bed and you see that sag of that mattress almost touching the top of her head while these two 90-year-olds are going at it. And then the camera is like floating above the bed and you just see this bare wrinkled ass just going to town up and down. Like a, it was just I still can't get that out of my head. I wish I could. It's it was horrifying. It was grotesque and uh, very effective. Yeah, that 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 one scene where where Maxine, which is Mia Goth's young character, when she's sleeping, she's sleeping alone. Other people have already died around them. Uh, the Pearl's already taken care of a bunch of people, but she's fast asleep in this bed. Pearl uh, Pearl comes in and lays down with her and and tries to sort of capture that youthful spirit by touching her skin. And this is the skin I want back again. You know, it was almost like a vampire-ish moment. Yeah. She's got blood all over her hands from the people she's just killed. So that's getting rubbed all over her while she's doing it. And when, when, when Maxine wakes up and, and sees right in front of her, this thing, she gets up and and screams and runs, runs down the hall to the other actress who's down the hall, I guess. And she screams out that woman was in my bed touching me. And the yeah. way she screams that out is just, it's so horrifying. It's just so yeah. well done. So yeah. well yeah. delivered. And Amazing. the fact that we've got, you know, Mia playing both characters and there's no real payoff at the end of that movie. Like you said, you just kind of go, should I have been thinking about that more? Cause it's not like, you know, we don't see her at the end. We don't see Pearl age backwards into Mia or so like, there's not a, 
there's not a payoff. Like I didn't find out about it till I was Googling for the show and I read about it. And then um, actually my brother had sent me a text explaining it to me. And then I Googled that so I could read about it. And then I sent that to Barry and I was like, I didn't say who it was. I just said, check out the casting for this person. Then you looked it up. So you didn't know either in the, in the watch that first watch of that movie, because nope. there really isn't a payoff. It's just, it, it's paid off later when you find out that they were secretly filming a sequel to this movie which was Pearl. It makes sense because it's it's uh it's like those Russian dolls, you know, it's a nesting doll. It's kind of like the same the same history, the same character is repeating itself. The the, the whole warning is that you're going to end up like me. You're never right. going to make it. You're going to yeah. end up like me. And she literally is her. So there is a bit of a payoff, but it's a yeah. bit of a deep thought payoff. And now deep thoughts by Jack Handy. Sometimes when I feel like killing someone, I do a little trick to calm myself down. I'll go over to the person's house and ring the doorbell. When the person comes to the door, I'm gone. But you know what I've left on the porch? A jack-o'-lantern with a knife stuck in the side of its head with a note that says, you. After that, I usually feel a lot better and no harm done. All right, gentlemen, for shot number one, we watched some classic movies, so I am keeping it classic with classic Jameson. Amazing. And you know it, you love it, and if you don't know it and you don't love it, why not? It's Jameson Cold Brew. I'm, uh, I'm going to be doing a uh, slightly earthy, uh, a little bit tinny, if I'm being honest, uh, like a 2022 vintage groundwater. Sweet. Just like the lake in yeah. X and Pearl. More of a swamp, really. Oh, definitely. Yeah, kind, of a, kind of an open swamp with a, with a hangry alligator. Cheers. Cheers. Before we move on to Pearl, let's give our final thoughts on X and individual scores for the movie. Why don't we start with you, Rob? I'm going to go with like a solid four out of five. I really love that movie. I think it's one of the one of the best movies I've seen in the last horror movies in the last decade, to be honest. Wow. Jay? Yeah. I was a little less impressed. I'm going to give it 3.5 out of five. Hmm. Okay. I, Rob, I'm with you on this one. It was... Uh, Really good. I didn't take any breaks in the movie. I watched the whole thing all the way through. Um, I'm going to say four out of five as well. So let's move on to Pearl, which, as we have already mentioned, is the uh, prequel sequel to X and uh, where we learn about Pearl. And it's set in 1918. So, Rob, you mentioned earlier that um, the opening shot of X was through the barn. This is exactly how Pearl opens, except when they finally do get through the barn and it opens up into that nice wide shot. We're seeing the house brand new, the property brand new. Everything is bright. Everything, there's no, you know, like it's the paint is not chipping off the side and all that kind of stuff. And right yeah. away, we get to see Pearl as a bit of a nut. Like she's pretty well, nutty she's, right she's from the locked, beginning. She's locked down in a situation where her mother, you know, she's got a, a very strict German mother who, yeah. uh, who uh, insists that she look after her. Uh, her father, who is, who is, I guess, paralyzed in a wheelchair from the war. Um, and I, I think it was he, from the Spanish flu. I think they actually the alluded that's to right. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. And yeah, so she's sort of like uh, insisting, the mother insists that that's what Pearl does. Looks after the father, looks after the farm. Yeah. That's all she can do. You know, she dreams of these, of being a, of a, a you know, she's, she's seen the pictures, the movies. She dreams of being a, a, a dancer in the movies. And that's really all she thinks about. She's a teenager. She's not probably quite as old as Maxine was. 
um again mia goth playing this character and uh she's a lot more girly i would say than than um maxine is and definitely plays up the fact that she's probably 18 or 16 or 17 somewhere in there and yeah it's she's just obsessed with this idea which many teenagers are of becoming a famous person right uh, but the mother is not having any of it and right. it drives her she's already unhinged and as the movie continues you realize that she's not right in the head at all she's she's messed up yeah well the scene uh that really demonstrates that well is again part of the opening title sequence where she stabs a goose um with a pitchfork and then proceeds to feed it to the alligator that lives in the swamp and basically that's her pet yeah the alligator is is there has been there for decades decades and decades and decades and And pearl's been feeding it yeah i and i really like this movie this one i liked it uh Mm -hmm. more than x i because it was so it was so stylized you know it was you know just the backdrop of the way that they shot it we're seeing the birth of a serial killer happening here like she goes from killing animals to ultimately spoilers everyone killing people you know accidentally with mom at the beginning sort of accidentally but then it you know dad was a straight out kill you know same with her cousin or sister-in-law you know what i found really interesting was and i thought it was such a great choice to set this in 1918 against the backdrop of the spanish flu because we all everybody feels COVID, and you just feel it in there like i like we can all identify with it whereas you know if COVID had never happened we'd be like oh yes oh they wore masks because i didn't really know they wore masks during the spanish flu i didn't we didn't have any you know we didn't really spend a lot of time you would oh yeah this time in history there's a little thing going around but i just felt like you could feel it it's kind of like present day we all know that experience of what's going on yeah that was amazing i I also want to point out that that style that they used was that sort of um sort of technicolor uh 40s style that you would see with uh with like um judy garland movies and that kind of musicals they really set it in that sort of like uh hyper real sort of looking super colorful world Mm -hmm. and it is beautiful the cinematography in both movies is is off the chart it's just they're both looking pearl takes it by far just because it's so stylized but it has moments of like even David Lynch kind of moments in it. Cause David Lynch does that too. He does some stylized uh, kind of color, technicolor looking kind of things from time to time. So I, I, I just saw so many different sort of like influences in there. And it's just a really nice tribute to those movies while being a modern movie. And I appreciated mm-hmm. X more having watched Pearl because once I saw what Pearl was doing, I'm like, oh yeah, so X did this 70 slasher thing. Like that's what it was. And that, so I just appreciated it more because he was doing that with, with these kind of different worlds so anyway i thought that was really just it just helped it just added so much more to x you yeah. know to to get into the head of the in a way that we don't appreciate anakin skywalker turning into darth vader we can appreciate pearl turning into yeah. turning into e- evil evil pearl just and really I, old pearl yeah 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 and i also like how for most of it for me i really like the psychological horror of it and that's what seemed to be more present in pearl whereas X was more of the body horror type stuff. And it certainly got there towards the end of Pearl when it got really dark and you would see, you know, that chopping of limbs right off. But X was almost all body horror, whereas Pearl seemed to start off with a real psychological kind of thing. Well, they both had a, a, a very psycho-like vibe to them, I would say. Yeah. Um, the Pearl character herself. Uh, and some some of the things the characters do, like in the X, the producer guy is in the barn uh, and he gets he gets a, a pitchfork through some holes into his yeah. eyes, 
which is actually a uh, sort of a Dario Argento kind of vibe thing. It's an old school kind of horror, Italian horror thing. But the scene when, when that just before that happens, he's looking through the peephole. And that's Norman Bates looking through the peephole. That's the exact shot. He just oh, copied yeah. that shot. 100%. Yeah. Okay. And it's a total tribute to that. And in Pearl, she's dumping the 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 car in the in in the swamp and the car only goes halfway. And I actually said out loud while I was watching it, I hope she I hope she takes out a little bag of nuts or candies or something and starts eating them nervously as it's going down cuz that's just it's obviously a tribute to Norman Bates. That, that's all and she didn't do that but i was like it, it's okay she didn't do that but i know that what i know what they're doing and it was like so it was so close i was like she's gonna take out a bag of nuts and start eating her candies and start <laughs> eating them you know just really well done and also we should mention the the x factor thing comes back again uh i'm not sure if the if the the phrase x factor was around in the 19 in, in 1918 or 1919 but she actually does kind of a an audition at, at sort yeah. of a um uh what would be you know they've set it up to make it feel like you're on x factor or something like that they've made it they gave it that vibe you know it's like a like an, a 1918 or 1919 version of x factor in a school or in a church or something like that but i thought that was interesting because the x factor comes up in both movies the first movie's called x you know that kind of thing so and that whole audition sequence was pretty for me that was one of the best scenes in the movie she starts she's in her own fantasy world as the audition begins she makes it seem like she's already got the job she's out touring yeah. she's becoming a big star and then all of a sudden they're like next and she's like what what just happened like ah we're looking for somebody blonde or somebody younger and just yeah. like that her dreams are done and then she starts to freak out and yell at the top of her lungs i'm a star and it was uh, getting dragged away it was painful man that was like yeah, yeah. cringe city she actually does a really beautiful dance the choreography in that scene is actually quite nice but you don't know if that's actually what she's doing right. or if that's just what she thinks she's doing in her head right just a, a cool brilliant way of pushing her over the edge and then she comes back home and and kind of starts to realize that this is this is where it's at and she's kind of broken she has that long sort of speech that she gives her 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 blonde buddy one shot really long like i mean it you know the the memory is is great for that it kind of goes on a little too long, but you know that she's breaking down as she's doing it. And, and, and she says something along the lines of, I don't think I'm a very good person. And she says it over and over again. I don't think I'm a very good person. And she knows that she's broken deep inside. I just thought that was so it's, it's heartbreaking. And it's like, yeah. it shouldn't be because I'm watching a slasher movie in a way, you know what I mean? Like, but there's some real thought, some real like quality uh, writing that went into that, that kind of gives you a bit of a tear jerk situation going on. Speaking of tearjerk, we're going to all be crying if we don't have shot number two. And then we'll, well come wrap up done. That's this valid. segment and a final thoughts on the movies. All right. For shot number two, another round of Jameson Cold Brew. Another round of the classic. I'm going with uh, Tap this time with a little bit of orange uh, Mio thrown in for, you know, for flavor. Wonderful. Jay loves the Mio. Cheers. All right. Let's get final thoughts on Pearl and our individual scores. Jay? Why don't you start us off this time? You know, one of the things that impressed me at that ending was, of course, when the husband comes back at the end of the war and what he discovers in that kitchen. And you know, even though it doesn't carry on beyond that, because we saw X, he at some point goes along with it. Yeah. So it's that's, amazing. It really that's is amazing. the horror for me, too. He's like, he sees this, what he saw. I was wondering what he'd see and what he saw. And he still goes along with it. So, but not I'm, not only that, not only that, but what if if he would have come back sooner, none of this might have happened. Yeah, true. You know, it's all tr very tragic. You know, exactly. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm giving it 4.5 out of five. My nice. score over to Rob. What was stood out for you at the ending? We were talking about it. Yeah, it's the uh, the big smile. So she she sees him come in the door and she smiles at him and 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 that's the credits start to roll as she's smiling at him and she gives him this kind of like, you've just caught me in the act. Everything's okay, but I'm smiling because everything's fine and you're back and this is amazing. And she just keeps with the smile. And the smile, it decays, it remains, but it decays, it changes. She starts to cry. A tear streams down her face because she can't keep, she's keeping the smile going as the credits are rolling. And it just goes on and on and on. And I swear at the end when she was smiling, the, Rob, did you notice any points or Barry? There were some parts where I think Mia came through and she was just like, is this over yet? Are we done? Yeah. Am I still doing this? Like, I feel like yeah. Ty West, the director, did not tell her that he was going to just keep keep on her. And I, I feel like yeah. he was just holding. It's like, you just keep going until I say cut. And she just stayed yeah. in it. But there were some parts where I swear yeah. she was like, we're done. I think we're done. Yeah. Because the, the smile becomes a grim a grimace and then it yeah. becomes a smile again. But it's, yeah, it's yeah. just such a brilliant It all works. Scene, it all works, so all works wonderfully. Yeah. That that scene made it for me. Uh, the rest of the, the movie was great, but that scene was was it stuck in my brain forever. I'm giving it, uh, that's a solid four and a half out, out of five for me as well. Right on. Well, I'm just going to echo what you guys said. I'm going to give it four and a half, uh, 4.5 rather out of five as well. It was just um, really, really excellent. Hit the ground running. There was no uh, parts in the movie where there was like a sag in the story. Uh, it was very economical. There was nothing wasted. There was no throwaway scenes. There was no fat. There was no padding. It was just everything that was in there was actually needed. All right. Well, it's that time of the show, dear listeners, where we thank you for tuning in. Uh, Rob, the movie guy, Rob Peets, thank you for recommending these movies because I don't think I ever would have seen either of these two movies. And I'm glad I did. And I want to seek out other stuff that Ty West has done because it was uh, they were both that good. And I enjoyed myself a ton. Um, and I know Barry did as well. And Absolutely. I thank you for joining us on the show. Listeners, we will be back here next week uh, with another all new episode. We just keep going. And in the meantime, you can tune in on our primary home Facebook. You can write us in, uh, send us a text. Let us know what you thought of the movies at 647-486-4848. I'm going to learn that one of these days. You can also <laughs> visit us on Instagram. Rob Pete's the movie guy. Thank you again for joining us. Barry Nixon. Thank you as always. Good I don't night. think I'm a very good person. <laughs>